you stand with us this morning? So I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain, cause I'm not who I used to be. I am redeemed. You said me. Oh. 
One thing about coming to church like this is you just feel like you want to get saved every service because it's so good to sing about being redeemed and how your sins are washed away. And you can just come in and just get renewed and take right off where you left the last time. So it's good to know a God to serve like we do today. Welcome to Stratford Heights. It's so good to see you here this morning. We have just come from early service at 9 and then the Sunday school hour at 10, and we just, we're going right on in with the service this morning. Tonight is the mix. That's for our young adult class. So uh, we want to remember to pray for that service. And then all through the week, we have things going on here. And your bulletin is just full of all kinds of things. Take it home and keep it so you can keep track of what's going on at our church. We don't want you to miss anything. And uh, so we're glad that you're here this morning. And if some of you have joined us to read the Bible through this year, uh, we are in Ezekiel chapter 6 today. So if, you, if you've never read the Bible through, you've got time to catch up and get with us. And we, we read it every day, and then we go at the end of the year and, and, and get to the end of Revelation and start all over. The Bible is alive all the time. So we just read it all the time. We really are big on the Bible, aren't we? Thank God. It's good to be here today, and if you're visiting with us, we want to welcome you, and we want especially you to enjoy the service and make yourself at home, and we're going to get out in the aisles and shake hands with one another, greet one another, and give someone a God bless you. Do that. God bless you today.
Good morning. How many of you believe this morning that nothing is impossible with God? That He is an unstoppable force of love. It is so good to see you at this Sunday morning 11 o'clock service. We've already had one service, and I'm telling you, the Lord touched and ministered to people, and I'm believing the same thing for our time together today. We are going to baptize folks today. Amen. We've got some that came prepared to be baptized, following in the Lord's command to be baptized. And we're excited that they're going to be coming in just a few moments. But I just received word, another couple came in today and, and they said, Pastor, we want to be baptized. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, they don't have any clothes, they have nothing, but they want to be baptized. I said, bring them on. We'll baptize them this morning. The passion and the love of Christ in our hearts causes us to desire to move forward and do what we can do to follow him in every way, being obedient to his precious and holy word. He looked at the, in the face of John the Baptist when John said, Lord, I can't baptize you. I'm not even worthy to unloose your sandals. Jesus looked at him and said, let it be so, so that it would be fulfilled. And that truth, that he comes and he followed that example, that we should follow that example, that we should make a declaration in our lives. It's kind of like drawing a line in the sand and saying, you know what, world? I belong to Jesus Christ. How many of you made that decision? You belong to Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. There's nothing greater than a decision to follow him in every aspect of obedience. And these that have come today, I'm excited to share with them. And that this most beautiful time that we get to share with all of heaven, because I believe heaven, the balconies of heaven, is standing ready. And the angels of God are ready to rejoice for these that are following in the command of the Lord. First, we have coming up a wonderful young man. This guy is, if you don't know Case and Morgan, then you are missing out. This is one of the greatest guys in the world. I love him to death. Kaysen, this guy's got the best, you can't see him. Here, let me lift you up so these people can see you. There he is. <laughs> He's got a wonderful, tremendous personality. Since the first time I met him, I knew there was something special about him. And I'm excited today that you love Jesus so much, and I know that you do, that you're ready and you want to be baptized. And I believe the Bible says, suffer the little children to come unto me. 
and I believe the Lord has parted the blessing on his life right now, and it's case, and you've made a decision that you're going to follow the Lord in baptism today. You've made him Lord in your heart and life, then it's my honor and my privilege as your pastor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next coming is Cameron, Cameron Morgan. Cameron, you want to say anything? No, <laughs> he's good. This is Kason's older brother, and uh, he is following the Lord and, and wants to be baptized today. And I know in his heart and life, he's accepted Jesus Christ. He's an example and a light everywhere he goes. And so, Cameron, it's my privilege. Because you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life, it's my honor as your pastor to baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Coming now is Cameron's older brother. This is Jeremiah Morgan, otherwise known as Clayton. Clayton loves the Lord. And this guy is, again, just these Morgan boys are amazing, the way they love God, and the way that shines through their heart and life. Is there anything you'd like to say? No? Okay. I know that if you've accepted Christ into your life, you're a light and example everywhere you go. And what a tremendous testimony. And I personally want to thank you for the different times. I've gotten a text from you encouraging me and lifting me up, and I'm thankful for you as a young man in God. You're a godly young man, and I know that you love him with all your heart, and because you've accepted him into your life, proclaimed him as Lord of your life, it's my honor and my privilege to baptize you as your pastor in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Nobody wants to say anything. <laughs> Diane's testimony is there for you to see. We're excited and honored as, as your pastor to be able to baptize you this morning. You've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. You want to follow him in obedience to his word. And so today, as your pastor, it's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Won't you stand with me just for a moment? I want to encourage you, if you've not yet been baptized, I want to encourage you to follow the Lord in baptism and the obedience of his word. It, it does something. It's a spiritual moment, an encounter with God, and it's so special in our hearts and lives. How many of you, when you came up out of that water, it was just there was a change in you. There was such an experience of God. I want you, if you would, just lift up the Lord now. Would you do that? Let's honor him for the work that he's doing in the lives of people. Lord, we honor you. We thank you for people hungry and thirsty to be baptized. We ask you, bless them, strengthen them, and be with them. As they've declared you are Lord of their lives, I pray that you will empower them for your service. We honor you today, and we bless your holy name. We give you the honor, the glory, and all the praise. 
for you are the Lord of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. God bless you. Amen. Would you just remain standing? We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to talk about how holy he is. Amen. Do you know when we get to heaven, that probably for 10,000 years we'll just stand around, first of all, and just say, holy. Lord, you are holy. Would you do that right now? Just praise him. Holy Lord, you are holy. We praise you, most wonderful Lord of our
Amen. Feels good in the house of the Lord this morning. We want to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to pray over the state of Israel. We're going to pray over America. And specifically, beyond those two things, we want to pray for Texas this morning. They've felt the brunt of a, a major storm for the last several days. And thank God, up to this point, it hasn't been as bad as maybe as what they expected. But we just want to pray for those people because they're still right there in the middle of it and their lives are being changed. It's all up in the air and they just don't know where, where everything is going right now. So we just want to pray for them, that God would be with them and take care of them. And uh, we want to pray for these other situations. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you, Lord, that you are touched with the feelings of our infirmity. Lord, you know exactly where we are in every state of our life. Lord, we pray, with that in mind, we pray for those folks in Texas. We pray that you would go right to where they are, where everything is crazy and they don't know what's going to happen next. We just pray that you would move in that situation, that you would touch those folks and be with them. God, bring a sense of peace and direction. Lord, that everyone make it out safe. God, that you would be with them and you would watch over them and, and take care of them over the next several days in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for the state of Israel. Today, we pray that you would be with your people, that you would stand guard at every corner and at every post in that land. Lord, that you would watch over those people, that they would be blessed, that they would be protected. God, that they would feel your touch and your move on them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would show up in such a way that the whole world would know that you are God and the, that they are your people. We pray that you would bless them. Be with the Messianic believers, Lord. We pray that you would touch those people that have uh, have uh, responded to the Messiah. Lord, we pray that you would bless them and touch them especially. And God, we pray for our country here in America. Pray that you would touch and watch over this nation. Lord, that, that your, your grip would be on us. Lord, every one of our hearts and every one of our lives Lord, from the, from the bedroom to the White House, God, from the school to the, to the courtroom, we just pray that you would be in every situation, God, that you would bring this country, Lord, to you, to your throne, and God, to obedience to you. We pray that you would spread revival over this land, and Lord, that your hand would be upon it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. You may be seated. It was about a year ago that we had Family Fun Fest, and I was out on the parking lot, and I come across a gentleman that, that I was kind of acquainted with, uh, but he really hadn't come to our church, and, and I didn't really know him that well, but I, I knew who he was, so when I came across him at Family Fun Fest, I stopped, and we talked for a second, and this guy began to tell me how much he appreciated what our church was doing. His daughter had came with one of the choirs from one of the schools here in town, and came to sing, and he just looked at me and was so excited and was so happy to see our church doing something, and he was so moved, it looked like he was going to cry, and I just said, hey man, we're, we're here, we're just loving you, and 
we just want to take care of you. We want the whole community to know that our church is here and that we love people and we just want to serve. And it was a beautiful testimony of that day. Well, it's a year later now, and we get to do that again. It's Family Fun Fest time here in about six weeks. It's October the 8th. It's going to be right after our Sunday morning service, and it's a wonderful time. And there's a million fun things, tons of entertainment, food, everything you can think of, car show blow-ups, face painting, everything you can think of, pony rides, you name it. And it's a wonderful time. But behind that is the... Uh, is our desire to touch our community. If you know anything about Middletown, which I'm sure you do, you see the news reports, you hear some of the, the struggles and some of the, uh, the pain that our city is going through. It perseveres, but there's a lot of hurting people. That event is about us telling our city that we love you, that we're here for you, we care for you, we care for your children. So as a part of that, it's a full, uh, it's a full effort from our entire church. And I know if you're like me, you want to find your place and your part on how you can reach somebody. Put a smile on a kid's face. Encourage a parent. You know, let somebody know that there's hope in the Lord and here at our church. Well, there's a bunch of different ways you can do that and get involved this year. You can give candy. You can have a trunk in our trunk or treat. You can come and serve and be a part of that event. You can make a donation somewhere in the, in the offering. You can do all kinds of different things that are going to reach our community and make for a wonderful event. It started out on a Wednesday night, an hour, hour and a half thing for our kids, and it was big enough that we could fit it in the gym. And honestly, it's grown so big that we can take, really, we could take the whole parking lot, but it's going to be about half the parking lot, and we are literally, this isn't me being evangelistic, literally, there is going to be thousands of people here that day. We've done more promotion, we are doing more promotion than we ever have, and we are going to see unreal amounts of people here that maybe would never darken our doors that we never get to meet but they are going to be here on our property that day and we want them to know that God loves them and that we love them amen also we want you to know that as we go to receive the offering today we always take money for missionaries we always receive money for missionaries our mission today is the state of Texas and the disaster there there are tons of programs and people that work in the church of God that are on the field that go to where disaster areas are, that the money makes an impact, their hands, their feet make an impact, and we want to be a part of being the church where the need is. And I think if you're like me, you would agree that you want to make a difference where the hurt is and where the need is, and so we're going to receive the offering for that today. Also, as normal, uh, the tithes will go here to fit the needs of our church and uh, the offering will go out to the mission field. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, we just thank you for your provision. We thank you for the way that you take care of us and that you always watch out for us. God, we're humbled if we can be mentioned anywhere in the process of reaching this world, but God, that's exactly what we want to do. We do events like Family Fun Fest, God, because we feel like you're reaching this, this city and this community. And God, we give in an offering today to go to Texas to maybe people that we've never met, but we feel their pain. We feel where they're at. We see the reports, and God, we want to make a difference. And we know we don't give just to the need, but God, we give to you that you're going to anoint it and that you're going to use it to make a difference. And God, we trust you and we believe you. And God, we give in love and give in service today. In the name of Jesus, amen.
people wonder if God's really real. Is he really a savior with the power to heal? He can raise up the dead and cause the blind to see. He can just speak the word to a raging storm with heavenly authority. There is no God who reigns up in heaven with a heavenly host of mighty angel men. With a thunderous voice they cry, Holy, holy, all glory and honor to the great I am. You can search this world over, but you will not find one who compares with this great God. Amen. Stand with me and give the Lord another round of applause. The Lord is worthy. The Bible says clap your hands unto the Lord. Let's clap our hands. 
You're not clapping for the choir. You're clapping for the truth that there is a God in heaven. Amen. There is a God. The old lady way back in the day got up and testified and she said, he woke me up this morning and he started me on my way. How many of you wake up with the Lord every day? I'm telling you. The relationship we can have with God is what's amazing. He's not a God that sits on some distant throne. Bette Midler had it wrong. From a distance. No. He's as close as the mention of his name. He knows where you're at right now. He knows your every need. I don't understand it. I can't comprehend how the millions and millions, billions of people on this earth don't escape his daily hair count. And some of you give him a run for, your, for his money. He doesn't miss it. He says, for I know the hairs on your head are numbered. And yet, with billions of people, he's a God who knows. He knows where we are. This awesome God, they were singing about it. And I kept thinking, you know, when we look at, at the tragedy and the horror that's happening down in Texas right now. If you saw the news this morning, just unbelievable, the devastation. They're saying it's, it compares to Katrina and maybe even worse than what happened in New Orleans. Just unbelievable, the devastation. When you look at the chaos around the world, the terrorism, when you look at our cities, the fighting, the turmoil that's going on, you, you would be like, wow, the world has gone to the bad place in a handbasket. But you know what? In a still, small voice, every time I get down to pray, the Lord says, keep calm and carry on. I'm coming soon. The Bible says perilous times and we're in perilous times I believe we're in desperate times someone would argue that we've never been in a day like we are now if it was this bad then it was bad but I'll tell you something I know that his presence is sweeter than it's ever been his comfort and his peace that touches our hearts today why don't you right where you are just honor the presence of God in your lives and in this world Amidst all of the chaos, Lord, we honor that you are with us. God, that you're here with us. You're with our families. You're guiding and directing us. You're raising up godly husbands and fathers and wives and mothers. And Lord, we thank you that families are still being blessed and still being touched. And people are still coming to know you as Lord and Savior. And we honor you today. There is a God. And we bless your name. You're on the throne. You're, nothing is impossible with you. And we give you glory and honor for it all in Jesus' name. I want you, while you're standing, if you would, to turn with me to John chapter 5. I'm going to read down through verse 9 from verse 1. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture, but I'm hoping the Lord will bring it afresh and brand new to us, like perhaps you've never heard before. I, knew, I do know this. I believe that when we come together every Sunday, we come together on purpose. We come together, and I believe we're here, and we're part of the family together. If you're called to this church, then you're part of us. You're part of the, 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 the plan that God is working and doing in this community. And I'm thankful for you. 
that I believe with all of my heart that of all the Sundays, if there's ever been a Sunday I've come and stood up here in this pulpit, I believe this morning that there is a message for someone. I believe there are many individuals, if not everybody. How many of you know God works individually, but he works corporately at the same time? I don't know that I've ever got up and said, I believe the Lord has a specific word for everyone. But I believe that's what I'm saying today. That there is something, you're either going to go into a trial or you're coming out of one. You're either going into a, a troubled season, a dry season, a, a cold season, or you're going through difficulties, or you're coming out, or you're getting ready, or you're in it already. Maybe you're in it right now. But I believe the Lord has a word, and here it is. Hard times, but greater days are ahead. And then I wrote down here, let's get ready, because God says it's time now for breakthrough. Breakthrough. I don't, I felt the Holy Ghost when I said that to you. I believe it's going to drive it home to somebody today. It may, maybe there's only three of you, I don't know, but everybody's going to be blessed by your word. But I'm believing that there is a corporate word today for us, and it starts and begins with this message taken from John chapter 5. Listen to what the word says, and you'll remember this story. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches or colonnades. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, addicted, in bondage, hurting, discouraged, defeated, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water, and whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, almost as if the Lord went looking for the one that was going to be the hardest, the one that had been there the longest, had been suffering the darkest and the deepest, the most hopeless. And he said to him, do you want to be well? I'm going to say that again. It's a question that's going to change everything. Do you want to be well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming... Another steps down before me. You can almost hear him like crying, you know. Let me read that again very dramatically. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. And when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, when it's my turn, I've been here forever. Another one jumps in ahead of me and gets their healing. Jesus looked at him and completely bypassed his victim mentality. Oh, should I have said that? 
Should I, should I retract that statement? Is whiny, complaining, sorry for me attitude. Jesus looked at him and said, get up. Rise. Take up your bed. Walk. Someone in here today is going to take up your bed of affliction, of trouble, of trial. Somebody in here today is going to leave this house carrying that problem that was carrying you. Woo, there we are. That problem that's been carrying you for a long time. You're going to march it out and drop it in the waste can on the way out the door. Oh, I wish I had one of them Obama phones, you know. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Father, we ask your blessings on your word today. I pray that you'll speak to us in the next few moments. Challenge us and speak to us by your spirit. For Lord, we are flesh and bone. But God, you are spirit, truth and life. Speak life into our hearts today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. You can be seated. So happy to see you. I would start calling names, but it's so good to see several of you visiting with us today. Especially good to see one of my favorite restaurants represented. Uh, I see Derek here in the Penn Station. I go every week and uh, love that. And, and he is the, uh, the general manager over there. And Terry and Karen are here, and they, they own that place. So every now and again, I get an extra cookie. It's awesome. <laughs> several of you. I see the good pastors over here. I've seen you a couple weeks ago too and it's good to see you today. I love you. You're home when you're here. This morning we had Coach Larry Carpenter with us from uh, Lee University and that was an awesome treat. Life, life is hard sometimes. It's been difficult for us over the last couple of weeks more particularly. I'm telling you it was a shaking from from the pulpit down. It's been a difficult time. We've all had to encourage and uplift one another. And we've had to get into our word and search out the answers that God has for us in bringing comfort and strength and helping us to march and move forward. Life is hard sometimes. I don't think anybody under the sound of my voice would disagree with that statement. But yet at the same time, the word of God is filled with stories, examples, inspired words that are written for the purpose of the hard times that we'll go through. The hard times, the perilous times, the dark times. We spoke a few weeks ago about treasures in the darkness, and then we spoke on that week, that a couple of weeks ago, the, the living life with no regrets. And last week, we, we went and visited Job in chapter 23 and verse 10, where he says, He knows the way that I take, and when he has tried me, I shall come forth as pure gold. We trust in the Lord. We follow hard after God, knowing that we live in a very fallen world. We're on the front line. We're being used as a church to attack enemy invasion. We're we're, we're to be on the defense for God. You know, there are some churches this morning, I would would venture to say, you know, they're kind of sitting in their quilt meeting group and they're fellowshipping together and they're satisfied with 
the, the tea party this afternoon and they're happy with the, the country club mentality and they're doing really nothing more than satisfying their social calendar. And those folks aren't suffering today. I believe the Lord has made it clear to me that any and every church that's on the front line of battle is in the heat of the battle. And we're suffering. And yes, there's times when there is battles where it seems that we want to look up to the heavens and say, God, where are you? Do you know where I'm at? But I want to remind you today that he doesn't allow us to take one step that isn't ordered. And he is watching over us every day of our lives. I was on a plane not too long ago. I remember maybe a year ago or so I brought this illustration up. But I remember I was excited. I was on this plane. I was traveling. And as I was looking down, all of a sudden it just dawned on me. I looked down on the earth and I saw probably millions of people as we were flying over them, and I saw the cars, and there were little dots, and you couldn't even see people, but you saw trucks that were that big, and cars that were tiny and looked like ants, and they're all flying everywhere. We were going over a city, and I was looking at the thousands of people, maybe millions of people, and I was thinking, and I, it just hit me almost like a panic, and, and I said, God, how do you keep track of us all? How do you know where I'm at? How can you watch over all of those people? And that's just one little pod of people. There are billions around the world. How do you know what they're thinking and what they're doing? And how are you ordering their steps? And how do you know where I am right now? And a gentle, little, tiny, spiritual voice spoke into my heart. And he said, why, I know how many hairs are on your head. God is a mighty, fantastic, amazing God. Now, for some of you, that's an easy job for him. I'm not looking. I'm not looking up. I'm staying down. He knows everything about us. He knows the heartbeats in our body. He knows the breaths that we take. He blew the breath of life into Adam. And in so doing, he became a living soul. The awesome thing about God is he knows right where we are. And he's been such a comfort over these last few weeks. And I believe that the Lord has spoken to us about this service. And in the time that we have, I'm going to try to keep a watch on it. Because I want to get this message to you so that you don't get weary in well-doing. So that you don't... Get laborious and, and feel too tired and too overcome and overwhelmed with your circumstances that you forget that there is a God. I don't want you to get off track and feel like you're going to give up a throw in the towel when you still need to understand and know there is a God. And he's going to work in your situation. And I believe there is a breakthrough for someone here this morning. I believe that God has given us a word that there's breakthrough for the prayer. Breakthrough for the fasting. Breakthrough for the way that you've held yourself and you've kept yourself and you've tried to hold on and be obedient and faithful. In that process, God has not forgotten you and God is going to take you all the way through if you'll stand and not give in and not quit. I believe this scripture that we've read as our text is a catalyst for the spiritual breakthrough. And that, the, that Jesus wasn't just going to the pool of Bethesda just for that one guy. 
It says there were many that were laying there. I don't believe that God, that the Lord just went there for the one guy. I believe he went there for the one guy. Don't get me wrong. I believe he knows us individually. He calls us individually. He works and gives each of us gifts and talents. And he works in our lives and, and guides and plans our steps. And, and I, I don't know how he does it, but I'm amazed by how he knows. And even not only helps me every day that I'm living and walking and breathing and thinking, but he literally is ahead of me, Brother Charlie. And he's working on my behalf ahead of me. He goes out there years ahead of me. And he's working the plan and making a way for me, making crooked places straight and ordering my life I love the fact that he's so amazing this God that we serve and love but there is a supernatural move that's waiting to happen and in this story of an individual who gets healed and an individual who gets visited by the Lord that day at the pool of Bethesda it is a message that I believe the Lord went looking in that crowd to find the most hopeless the one that had the most trouble the one that there was no hope for him getting an advantage over everybody else. He was last in line, so to speak. I believe the Lord went looking for him so that he could send a message to the world. A message that says there's a new and a living way now. And it's not about the rituals of the Old Testament any longer. It's about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ who comes to where we are. That awesome truth is what I believe we're going to get out of this, among other things. And I believe the Lord spoke to my heart about, when I was preparing this, he said, don't forget online. So I'm looking right into that camera, and I'm letting you know. The, the Lord spoke and said that, and I even got, it's online and on the pew. Online and on the pew. There's a message from God today for you. I believe it from his word. I believe he wants to get something in your spirit. He wants you to believe him for something supernatural. He wants you to understand that there is a breakthrough that's coming. And if you want in on it, it's a message for all. It's a message for individuals as you go through your trial, but it's a message that everyone can be a part of. I don't believe you got to walk away from the pool today. I don't believe you got to walk away from... Bethesda today, you know, the word Bethesda in the Aramaic and the Hebrew, it, it means, it means house of mercy. I said, Lord, can Stratford Heights be a house of mercy this morning? And he said, I'm anointing it to be a house of mercy. I'm anointing it to be a house of mercy. This is a place of blessing. This is a place of grace. This is a place where God is going to come meeting you by the pool. This is that pool. Jesus made this gentleman face all of his excuses, more or less by ignoring them. It's time to let go of all the reasons why you can't have a breakthrough. It's time for you to let go of all the things that hold you captive in a victim mentality. How many of you know you're a child of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ, and you don't need to walk like you a, a pauper or, or a child of the world. You need to walk like you own the place because you have the elder brother Jesus fighting on your behalf, and you got to start living and understanding what your rights are in him. The Lord spoke to my heart as I was writing these notes and I wrote the word now. The Lord said now is the appointed time. Now is the time. The message is for all of us individually, but God is working now for us. A spiritual breakthrough. A word. 
And this is what I wrote down, and I, I wrote this down, and I, I felt like this is the word that he was giving me that was going to be right directly for someone in this place today. The place where the enemy has determined to put a stronghold over your life is the very place that God has determined that he's going to give you a spiritual breakthrough. That's what came into my spirit. That's what came flying into my heart. Now is the appointed time. The very place the enemy thought, you remember what Joseph said, it kind of goes right along with Joseph's words when he was looking at his brothers from behind the screen and he came out crying, looked at him and said, guys, don't be afraid. I know I could kill you. I know I'm over you in authority. I know that now I'm the one. The tables have been turned. You were in control when you threw me in the pit. You were in control when you sold me into slavery, but now I'm in control, and I own the reins to this situation. And he said, let it be known to you right now, I will not harm you. For what you meant for evil against me, God has meant to be good for me and to the saving of many lives. I don't know what you're going through this morning. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you're fighting, but I do know this. God is going to work it around. He's going to turn it around. The devil laughs and he thought he had you. He thought he had you in bondage. He thought he had a stronghold over your life. You thought, I've been laying by this infirmity for 38 years. I've been bothered by this for so long. There's no hope for me. This is just my lot in life. This is just the way it's going to be for me. Hey, you better hang on to your hat. I believe the Lord is coming with a new message. A message that says, get up and walk out. Amen. Get up and walk out. Walk out of that bondage. Walk out of that mess. Walk out of that trouble. A spiritual breakthrough means the, all the obstacles, the barriers, all the hindrances have been removed. You said, oh, you don't know how I was raised. You don't know what I went through. It don't matter. That was a barrier. And God says a spiritual breakthrough's coming, and that means you're going to move all that out of the way. And you're going to walk like you were meant to walk, live like you were meant to live, and you're going to love like you were meant to love. God is going to change your circumstances. That's breakthrough. This thing keeps coming off of me. <laughs> spiritual breakthrough. Could be strongholds the enemy's put on your life, bondage, as I said, sinful attitudes, even a dry season, coldness and stale, or a burden. Sometimes, Cindy, it's just a burden that you're carrying. You've carried it for a while, and God is, is sending a message that says it's time for breakthrough on that burden. And we've got to understand and know that he is able to do it. There, I love the song. I couldn't have picked a better song. Didn't have it in my mind. Didn't know what they were singing. But I just want to remind you, he's the God of the breakthrough. There is a God of breakthrough. There's a God that's here today. It's not just religion. It's not just form and ritual. It's not just coming to church and sitting on a cute little pew and being a part of a club. It is part of a worldwide movement of God's kingdom that is literally, while it suffers violence, it is at the same time conquering in the name of Jesus and overcoming through the blood of the Lamb. We are a mighty army moving through this world. And you know what? The United States needs us. Israel needs us to pray. They need us to pray over them. We've got to be about the Father's business and be a spiritual army for God in this day, in this hour. And so God wants you free. God wants you to get out of that mentality of the whining and complaining and the griping and blaming everybody else and all the excuses. Jesus said, would you, do you want to be 
well. And he immediately went into, well, I got no one. I, nobody helps me. Nobody listens to me. Pastor never pays attention to me. He didn't shake my hand last Sunday. Those people don't care about me. Brother Brian walked right past me, didn't even look at me. I don't, nobody likes me at that church. I'm just so by myself. Jesus looked right past every excuse. He said, get up. Get up. Get up. What are you doing? Calling sister so-and-so. Yeah, they did it again. <laughs> They're just so mean. Gary's so mean. <laughs> Some of you already know. You already know God's up to something. You came here today and you're like, I, man, I, what is this that's stirring in me? You've been praying already. You've been fasting already. You've been, Lord, I want a message. I'm waiting on a message. I'm waiting on you to come down like the angel did in Bethesda. I'm waiting for you to come down and stir up the waters at Stratford Heights this morning. Lord, I'm waiting on it. I know you're up to something. I know there's power. I know there's something big getting ready to happen. And you feel like you, you know you're just looking for it. You're just waiting for the waters to be stirred. But I want to tell you, the Lord has got a whole new message for you. He didn't come in to stir up the waters. He came in here to be the well of living water for you. He wants to bring you out and over into the victory that he's called you to. Whoa! Man! God wants to turn it around. He wants to turn it around. Why do you think hell has been hitting you so hard? Why do you think you've been struggling so difficult and having so much hard time? Why do you think you're going through the, the, the bad place backwards? Why do you feel like it's so terrible and there's no way out? You, you said, man, I, I was trying. I was struggling. I was being obedient. I was being faithful. And here I am. I don't even know where you are, God. I can't even feel you. I don't know what's happening. All I know is it looks like everything's getting worse and worse and worse. And then the writings of Peter come screaming up through us. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. When he said, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing has happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you are partake of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Can I tell you, weeping may endure for the night. But joy is coming in the morning. That's the word. Amen. God is just getting your heart ready. He's getting you ready because he's fixing to do something. He's fixing to do something in you, which is healing and hope and restore your hope. And, and he wants to you to, to get courage and confidence and feel faithful and obedient and pick up the baton and keep running. He's going to do work in you going to do one for you. He's going to go out there and prepare the path, make the crooked place straight. He's going to make it, make it work for you. He's going to, there are people in situations that he's putting out. He's going to work for you. He's going to work in you, to you. He's going to do something to you. You know what it is? He's going to change you. Oh, yeah, I noticed that one didn't get the amen. I like that. Isn't it crazy about change? He's going to do a work in you 
healing and hope and courage and confidence. Going to do it for you. He's going to go out there and prepare the way. And we're all like, woo! Glory to God. Yes, he's going to do in me. He's going to do for me. It's awesome. I'm going to change. It's going to be awesome. Oh, wait, wait. You said change? Change? Isn't it amazing? People that come frequently to church. I mean, they're here like clockwork. Year after year after year. Message after message after message. Revival after revival after revival. And they're absolutely unchanging. I'm not moving. You can't stir me. You can't change me. I've been this way since 1942, and I'm not moving. Reminds me of when I, I was prepared, this lady came up to me, and she said, hey, Sister So-and-So's coming to give you some paperwork and give you some stuff. And I, I was like, oh, okay. And she started saying, here's what she's coming to tell you. And I was like, oh, okay. So here she comes. She's got her little wad of paperwork. She comes up to me, and this was about five, six years ago. And she says, I want to talk to you. And I said, all right. And I said, I already know what you're going to talk to me about. I'm going to tell you right now what I told others before you. I'm going to tell you right now what I'm going to tell others after you. I'm going to keep drinking Diet Coke with lime. I am not going to change. There ain't nothing you can say. You can show me YouTube videos of formaldehyde and mental explosions, and I am still going to drink my Diet Coke. As a matter of fact, I'm going to Kroger's right after church because I happen to be out, and I'm going to have one today. Unchangeable. Some people are just unchangeable. Don't take my Diet Coke with lime away from me. I'm going to drink Diet Coke with lime till Jesus comes. And I'm going to be happy doing it. I may not remember your name, but I will be happy. <laughs> he's going to do a work to you. He's going to change you. And then he's going to do a work through you. Through you. Which means it's going to bless others. It's going to transform others. That's what it's all about. This is bugging me so bad. Through you. And in the process, there's going to be a, I believe the Lord spoke something to me and said, as the spiritual breakthroughs begin to come, for those on the pew and for those online, listen closely if you're watching today. You're watching on purpose. The Lord spoke to me about you in the prayer time. There is a breakthrough coming for you. You're not here in this house, but you're, hit. you're there and you're part of this house of mercy. And God's speaking into your life today. Change. Change. The Lord's on a mission this morning, much like he was with the woman in Samaria. Remember how he was going to Galilee and, and as he was on his journey there, I love the King James Version. It says he must needs go by Samaria. On his way to Galilee, he says to the guys, his disciples, he says, hey, we're going to go by Samaria. Now, if you look on a map, you realize that was not just going by. That was going out of your way. He was literally going out of his way to Samaria. 
to go sit by a well, wait for a little lady who was only going to come in the heat of the noonday sun because she was so humiliated and disgraced. And her life, had, she had gone through so much. She didn't want anyone to ridicule her or make fun of her. She was embarrassed by her life. So she'd go at the hottest part of the day knowing that all the gossips and all the ladies in town and all the children would not be there. But Jesus knew. And Jesus went at the heat of the day. Isn't it wonderful that he doesn't judge you on how lost you are? Isn't it wonderful that Jesus doesn't judge you on how lost you are with the Lord? Lost is lost. And sometimes we even have a problem with lost people. We act like they ought to be saved, like they ought to act like they're saved even if they're lost. How many of you know lost people act like lost people? So get over it. Move over and let them sit by you. Usually you're very good about that. So I, I don't need to say that to you. But Jesus was on mission, and just like he had done then, he took a detour on his way to Jerusalem. It says to the feast. He was going to one of the feasts. It doesn't say which feast. It just says he was going to a feast. And it says on his way, he stopped by the sheep gate where there was a pool. And he walked in, and he saw all of these people laying there, and they're all there in front of him. And he looked through the crowd until he found the most hopeless. And he went over to him. And he said, do you want to be well? And Jesus is asking every one of us in here today, I have a breakthrough for you waiting. I have an answer. I have victory waiting. I'm going to bless your life. I'm going to turn it around. You weren't made to be junk. You weren't a second thought. You are not second best. You're my son. You're my daughter. I've got a breakthrough for you. Do you want it? Do you really want it? If you really want it. Oh, sir, but I just, I have no one. You almost see the Lord looking at him with rolling his eyes. I just asked you a question. The, there's only one answer. Yes or no. Not, well, I, I can't. I, I, I've done this. I, I've got these people standing in my way every time. There, these people keep me back. I, I blame my mama. I blame my daddy. I blame my grandma. I blame the preacher. I blame the church. I blame, I blame brother and sister so-and-so. Jesus is like... I didn't come here to deal with your excuses. I came here to deal with your breakthrough. Would you like to be well? And in that process, the Lord looks at every one of us today and he says, get the religion behind you. Get away from all the formalities and the, the, the religious stuff that bonds you and carries you down and keeps you locked up inside your problems. Aren't you tired of letting your problem carry you around all your life? It's time for some of us to look right into the face of Jesus and say, yes, that's my answer. Yes, I want to be well. Yes, I want to be transformed. Yes, I want to be victorious. Yes, I want a breakthrough. I want a work done in me. Not just taking care of all my excuses. We didn't come here today to feel better. 
lot of people come to church just to feel better. Jesus wants to know, do you want to change? Because he comes to transform and change people. I live for the day that all of us are on one page and unified together. And we're full of the love of God, the power of God, the unity of his spirit at work in us. Making us the full stature of Christ with his love, his mind in us. I live for the day that we would be one as the body of Christ. Many parts, many places in the body, but one body working together to bring a message to this world. That there is a God and he is real and powerful and mighty and he can transform and change your life that's what I want he was on mission mm. For I am here in great power, says the Lord. I am here to bring complete and total victory, healing and deliverance to your life. I have not come to do a half-hearted work, but I will complete my work and finish what I've started in you. I have indeed laid upon your heart. I have given you the promise of victory and breakthrough, and I will always Declare and fulfill my word. You have the promise of my spirit. You have the declaration in my word. Now stand and trust and know that I, your God, will bring great powerful deliverance to your life. But you must trust in me and you must only submit to me. I ask nothing more of you but submission. I ask no power in your own strength be used. But if you will look unto my strength, I will bring you out and through, says the Lord. Wow. Stand with me this morning. question that he asked that man he asks you and I do you want to get well do you want breakthrough do you want change do you want will you allow him to mark inside your life this morning the place in you that must be transformed so that he can take you through. We love the idea of God changing our circumstances more than we love the idea of God changing us. But this message of breakthrough is about God changing us. It's like when David spoke and said, search my heart, O God. See if there be any wicked way in me. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. 
clean heart, a new heart, a new way, and renew a right spirit within you. God wants to declare breakthrough in your life. You need it. You've wanted it. You've prayed for it. You desire it. He sent his word. He wants you to have his work, his change in your life. And he is here to accomplish that. Through his spirit, he has spoken. He's ready. He stands powerful and ready to move in your life. If you're here and you're visiting with us today, what you heard a few moments ago was the gifts of the spirit in operation in the church. We believe. We believe in the gift of tongues and interpretation. We believe that God is just as much a part of this service as he is in our personal lives, the plan and purpose he has. We believe the Lord is present and here, that we're not just a church in name only, that we are his body here at Middletown, at Nelson Road. There are many others. You'll never hear us say we're the only church. It's not like that. We believe that there is one church around the world. And that there are many, many different churches, different denominations and different people that are part of that. It comes down to one simple message. Have you accepted Jesus Christ into your life? Is he the Lord of your life? Then you are part of the universal church. There's a message for this one today and for everyone standing here under the sound of my voice. I'm reminded of the song, Change My Heart, O God. Change my heart, oh God. It starts here. Make Notice he didn't play ever. into the excuses the gentleman had. He didn't listen to that. He didn't, he Change skipped right over heart, top of all of the reasons why oh not. God. He said, get up. Get up. Rise. Take up your bed. Take up the problem instead of the problem having to take you. That man walked in with his problem carrying him. Some of you walked in here today and the problem's been carrying you for years, for a long time now. The problem's been carrying you. God says, do you want to pick it up, roll it up, pitch it? in the garbage can outside on your way out? Do you want to get rid of the problem and it no longer carries you, but you carry it out and throw it away? If you're here today and you know, you're saying, God, I need that breakthrough in my life. You, God, you know. You know what I've been praying for. You know what I've been believing for. You know that I feel helpless. I feel like I'm locked up. I feel like I can't get free. I feel, Lord, like I can't hear you. But you're promising me a breakthrough and I'm ready. The question from the Lord is, do you want it? If you'd say, yes, I want it, I want you to shoot your hand up as high as you can get it all over this house. Amen, amen, amen. I want it, I need it. You're not responding to me, you're responding to him. He sees, he knows. And so right where you are, would you just reach over and place your hand gently on the shoulder of somebody standing beside you, become a, an army of prayer in this house this morning? Would you begin to pray for that person? They may have lifted their hand. They may need that spiritual breakthrough in their life. 
if you've got that in you and you're ready for it. God didn't say, well, let's fix the problem. Let's fix all those people. Let's fix all the circumstances. No, he just said, do you want it? If you want it, then get up. And so he's ready now for you. As long as when you said yes just a moment ago, the power was in you. The empowerment from God was in you to stand up and walk right out into the victory. You've got your breakthrough. Lord, we pray for one another. We ask you, God, to touch every heart and every life. Minister to every family, husbands, wives, marriages that do need to be restored. Kids, Lord, that, that are going through rebellion and trouble and the, there's so much turmoil in the home. But God, let the breakthrough begin with me, with us, individually. Touch us and Lord, change us. You're the one. You're the master carpenter. You're the one that touches us and changes us. We give ourselves wholly and completely to you. Touch our hearts. Minister healing and deliverance, I pray, in the name of Jesus. God intends to finish the work he started. And we thank you for it, Lord. In your blessed name, I pray. Amen, amen. Won't you put your hands together and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's follow the, the scriptural admonition. The rest of that verse says, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We are triumphant through him. We are victorious through him. We are overcomers by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Some of you got that victory this morning. Our ministers are coming, and they're going to be in the altar. If you'd like to agree with someone, if you'd like to have special prayer, we want you to feel that you can come into this altar in agreement, and one of these pastors are going to pray with you today. But I have one other question. We've just got two more minutes. There is no way in a crowd this size that I can let you go without every head being bowed just for a moment. The message of Jesus Christ who comes to bring breakthrough to his children is the same Lord and Savior that will transform and change your life. If you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I don't want to leave this house of mercy until I have accepted Christ into my life as Savior. If you're here today and you need to pray a prayer of salvation, we want to pray with you. We're going to make an altar out of your seat right where you're standing. And if you're here and you're ready to receive the Lord today, in your heart and life, make him Lord of your life. Would you just slip up your hand and write back down? God bless you. God bless you. 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 My goodness, hands are going up everywhere. God bless you. Is there anyone else? Pastor, I want to pray. I want to receive the Lord this morning. I've already lost count. I don't even know how many, but God knows. God knows who you are. Okay, we're going to pray this prayer. Prayer is not a formula. It's not magic. It doesn't uh, flip a switch. It's all about the heart. If you believe, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart that he is the son of God, you know he died on the cross for you, that he is your Lord. You want to confess that with your mouth. You believe it in your heart. Then the Bible says Jesus saves you. So we're going to help you with a prayer that says those very things before him. If the prayer is prayed from your heart, it'll change everything. So let's pray this together. Church, let's all pray with them right now. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. I know you're the Son of God. 
You died on the cross. You rose from the dead. You went back to the Father. And you are Lord. Be the Lord of my life. I give it all to you. And I thank you. Your word says if I believe it in my heart, confess it with my mouth, I'm saved. I'm born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Father, I pray for every heart and every life. I pray that you will minister, Lord, to everyone under the sound of my voice. I believe this message of breakthrough, Lord, was for every person who is ready and open and willing to allow you to mark their lives for that transformation. Thank you for those who've received it. Lord, I can't wait to hear the testimonies and keep score how many people have been blessed and transformed and changed and have come through into a breakthrough in their lives. And I thank you for it today. Bless them, keep them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Again, I would remind you that these folks are here. If you need special prayer or just want us to agree with you, we're going to be available here in the altar. God bless you. Richard? We also want to remind you, if you just prayed a sinner's prayer, you just gave your heart to the Lord, and you would like more information on where you go to from here, you can see our discipleship pastor, Melissa Groff. She would love to give you some information, help you. Also, we want to remind you that the Family Fest, family Fun Fest booth is out in the lobby. If you want to stop by, you can figure, find some more information there, some uh, volunteering opportunities. Also, we want to remind you that tonight is the mix for young adults. This just in. I hugged him before church, but I'm thankful Pastor Mike come up and reminded me at the end of service. We are so thankful to see Brother Tony Hatfield in church this morning after months of being after back surgery. Tony, it's wonderful to see you today. Man, so many prayers for you and for Sister Elaine because she was right there by your side. And I know you've been through it. But man, he's, you ought to see him over here. You got to see him. He's standing up taller than he has in a long time. I believe the Lord is healing him and giving him that victory. And we're so happy to see you today. I love you, brother. Amen. One more time, the mix services tonight, young adults, that would be college age through 35. And it's going to be a special night. It's our first night for our new young adult pastors, RJ and Jamie Hicks. We want to give it up for them. RJ will be speaking tonight. It's going to be a wonderful time. God bless. Have a wonderful day today.